This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is The Orange Chair. Today's episode, I'm going to share with you the orange chair that I'm sitting in, where it came from, and why it matters, and what you should do about it. You would have no idea if you've only consumed my content from the podcast platform. But I sit in this 16 by 16, maybe it's 14 by 14 square box that we created inside of an old industrial warehouse. This room is fairly soundproof, has a drop ceiling. We tried to spruce it up by putting some nice blue and black sound deadening panels on the wall that are only for appearance. Functionality was not required because the walls are thick and have sound deadening material built into them. Eventually, we found some furniture for this room. We've got this atrocious green velvet couch that I got from Facebook Marketplace that I admittedly, when we ordered it, I thought it was blue because our colors are kind of blue and black. When it showed up and we unpackaged it, it was not blue, it was green. But at that point, we'd already assembled some furniture and I certainly was not going to return something or lug it back downstairs. So in stayed this beautiful green couch. But part of this evolution of building out this office and this incredible creative space that I sit in every day was this orange chair we found. You see, right down the road from where this office sits, there's an office supply store. And in that office supply store, and really office furniture supplies, it's all secondary pieces. It's all remnants. It's all leftovers. There's all types of different things there. And for whatever the reason, I fell in love with this orange chair. Now, this orange chair was nothing special. It wasn't a Herman Miller. It wasn't ergonomically designed. It was literally a piece of orange leather stretched across two metal bars that eventually came up into a back and had another piece of leather stretched across that. And this chair had served me well. Right as I'm sitting in this studio, it's the middle of February. And that chair has been with me for the better part of a year. Now, the chair, as I've sat in these seats, this particular seat, for more time than I ever had before, I noticed how the chair wasn't really serving me. Let me explain what I mean by that. You see, I sit in this chair in this position for now six to ten hours a day. Between the podcasts that I record, my coaching clients, the content we create, my phone calls and everything else, I've adopted this podcast studio as almost my office. Now, it's not because I'm an elitist and I feel like I need this space more than someone else in the, in the company, but it's because it's what serves the greater good of what I'm trying to create in these moments. And so I sit here and I create. And the chair gets used. And I can't help but look at this chair as the year has progressed and notice that from the jeans that I wear most days, the front of the chair is getting kind of worn. Right? It's just, it's just showing some age, as chairs would. But in this chair, it feels like home. I'm super accustomed to it. Right? I don't know how the handles feel in my hands when I'm a little pensive and I'm running it up and down the sides. I know how the back doesn't really support my lower back and the arch to it when I lean back in the chair. I know it. It's, it's the devil that I know. 
And so as this past year has progressed, I found that as I'm sitting in the chair throughout the day, it just slowly loses height. I'd be lying if I said to start with, I thought I wasn't crazy. I thought for certain that I was imagining the fact this chair was losing height. But by the end of the day, I would reach down and I would grab the handle on the right-hand side. I'd pull up this little lever contraption and magically the chair would raise back up. I'm like, huh, that's strange. I don't think I put on weight. I don't think I've, I've broken the chair. I don't think any of this stuff has happened. And so I come back and next couple days, everything seems to work fine. This orange chair is serving me very well. And then yet again, for some reason, the chair loses height. I continue back and forth on this, I'll call it game that I'm playing with myself that no one in the office knows about for the better part of six weeks. Is a fucking chair dropping? Is it losing height? Is somebody from the office messing with me? Is somebody playing with it when I'm not around? Like when I run downstairs and use the restroom in between calls, maybe someone's dropping the height. That wasn't, that wasn't the case, surprisingly. Now, certainly, I'm sure at some point I would have deserved to be messed with a little bit. But as I'm sitting in the chair, I literally am feeling it start to lose height and make that shh sound. As the hydraulic cylinder loses pressure. And all this is coming on the backside of my most recent series of clients, the 34 one-on-one clients that I had, that big client load, where I was not able to create time and space for myself to go do anything that I wanted for me. So as my wife comes into the office and she begins to take on more roles and expand her coaching practice, I task her with, I need a new chair. Just find me a new chair. At which, of course, she's very pragmatic, very practical. As luck would have it, we have chairs in our home office. Now, of course, me from where I sit, I say, no, there's no way. I like the chair that's in the home office. We most certainly cannot take anything out of there. And she says, okay, whatever you want, sweetheart. I also task her at that moment with finding another laptop and a riser and all this other crazy shit that I didn't really need. Spur of the moment, right? I'm an impulse buyer. Fortunately, I was not able to buy any of those things impulsively because I didn't know what I wanted. And so another month passes and I don't have a chair. We've stopped as a family one night at Office Max and I sat in these atrocious chairs that were just cheap. They were bad. Not in any stretch of the imagination to say the chairs that I've been sitting in were good, but if I was going to spend more money, I wanted to upgrade. You see, again, I knew this orange chair that I had wasn't serving me. It wasn't making me a better coach. It wasn't making me a better person. And it certainly wasn't making me feel better every day. But yet I wasn't doing anything about it. So think in your life where you might not be doing things about what you know isn't serving you. I bet it's sprinkled all through your life right now if you're honest about it. And so this past weekend, yet another week comes to a close. I'm sitting in the same orange chair and the damn thing is losing volume. I'm sinking down again. I'm like, this is, this is it. I'm done. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to find a chair this weekend. I didn't find a chair at all. I didn't make it a priority. 
I put myself and my happiness on the back burner. I thought about getting a chair at some point in the weekend when it really didn't matter and I really didn't have time and it really wasn't important. And so as I'm sharing with my wife last night, it's just her and I, we don't have Gianna around. She's now at her father's house. I say, what do you think about the chair from the office? The one in the home office. I think that would be a good chair to take to the main office. At which point she smiles and laughs and fortunately doesn't rub my nose in it. She says, yeah, I think think that's a great idea. And so I prepare mentally to take this chair out of the house and put it into my car. Right. This is a, this is now a Monday morning activity. This is before we leave for the office. See, but there's a funny story behind this new chair. This chair was a very expensive chair that I bought at a very different time in life. See, on the backside of my hosting experience and all the, the twists and turns that took, and I jumped in the merchant processing world and furnished this large office with furniture from all types of places that I can't even begin to remember. There was a chair in a high-end furniture store, office furniture store, that when I walked in, it was wrapped in plastic and I fell in love with it. I had to have it. I remember looking at the price tag and it was north of $2,000 for this chair. I'm like, man, that's absurd. That makes perfect sense to me. It's the most expensive fucking chair in here. I gotta have that one. And of course, I went back and forth explaining to me that that chair was already sold. And it was wrapped in plastic. It was being sent out for delivery. Now the corner of my eye happened to look across this room, right? The display room, the showroom, if you will. And there's yet the same chair over in the corner with a slightly banged up right arm. It's their display model. I sit in the chair and I'm super excited. Like this is the one. I said, well, we can't sell you that one. It's our display model. So the Ryan that existed at that point of life certainly did not know how to take no for an answer. Went into full negotiation mode. Where I was there, I had money, they had the product that I wanted, and they were basically refusing to sell it to me. I could make sense of the first chair. It was already sold and spoken for. The second chair, all bets are off. So I negotiate, wheel, deal, go back and forth, and I'm offering them some absurd amount of money that I'm sure didn't make any sense for this particular used, beat-up chair. But I got to take the chair. And this chair sat in that nice office. The nice office that I eventually had to close down. That we essentially decided as a group to leave all the furniture behind. Other than the chair that I sit in. And one other chair. So now at a completely different point in life, I am sitting in what is yet another orange chair in an office where my priorities are completely different. What matters to me is completely different. And the life that I lived four years ago is beyond unrecognizable to the person I am today. You see, the man I have been sat in a broken down $185 chair for the better part of a year while I was creating more than six figures in revenue. Fighting tooth and nail to not get rid of it because I didn't want to spend the money. 
That same man refused to listen to his beautiful wife about the most obvious solution because he didn't want the chair to leave the house like it mattered because it was still material. Yet the man that I am today got over that hump, realized that it's just a thing and it will break at some point too and I'll have to replace it. All this comes based around an orange chair. An orange chair that didn't serve me and two separate orange chairs that didn't serve me in two different separate parts of life. So I must ask you right now, what is not serving you in your life that you're holding on to for the stories that you tell yourself? Is it something in the fitness world? Is it the story you have to be a certain version of yourself in order to be accepted? Is it stories inside your relationship where you're holding on to the fact that you feel as though you don't deserve something greater than what you've had because of the bad things you've done before? Or maybe it's inside your business. And the story is that you have to have the best of everything because the best of everything makes people think that you're better when it doesn't fucking matter. Once you can finally start to itemize and eliminate the things that don't serve you, every day after, you'll start to get shit done. 